Welcome to DNA of a Dangerous Church. Get ready for powerful and practical insight on how to let the supernatural power of God loose in your life. Join your host and anointed guests for a crash course of equipping to release God's mighty authority, healing, prophecy, leadership, spiritual warfare, and evangelism. And now, your host, international speaker, author, revivalist, and prophetic voice, Pastor Ren Shuffman. You have come to the right podcast. I'm telling you, this word is going to shift you into revival tonight. It's time for some outpouring. I'm so glad you're joining me here on this podcast so you can become dangerous. So I'm going to play for you guys right now a live recording from my Power Hour of Prayer. That's my live social media broadcast where I pray and prophesy over people. I want you to listen to that word and then guys get ready because it's going to get crazy. The confirmation that came after I released this word is so incredible. You'll know that heaven was truly confirming its word. So get ready. Here it is. So the Lord gave me a vision on Sunday night that I'd like to share with you guys that I believe will shift the church right now in understanding the season that we're in. See, there are seasons and times if you look up at the sky and you see clouds, it's raining outside out of my house right now. And when I walk outside and I see dark clouds, I know the season. I know the time. I know the weather. I know that it's a rainy day because I can see the clouds. There are signs that I can look to, to see what God is doing right now in the earth. The same is true in heaven. There are things that God is showing me that are available to us from heaven. And I believe that God has revealed something to me about what God is doing. And it's a very powerful word. So I want you to listen to what the Lord is doing. The Lord began to show me an open vision from heaven on Sunday night, as we began to minister, I do an after party. Uh, it's a live uh, church service Sunday night that we do for our church and for our e-church members, for our uh, covenant partners that join us. They they video in to the live church service, and uh, and that's important for me to tell you. They video in for the live church service, and there's also people in the church room. So it, we 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 have found a hybrid so that people could be a part of it digitally as well. And they video to video in with us so that they can communicate during the service. And so we were having this after party on Sunday night for our e-church members and partners and uh, our actual physical church members. And it was like three hours of teaching. The Lord really is doing something about those that linger. Let me just say that very quickly. There's something that's happening with those that linger that do not uh, have God on a tight time frame. We lingered in God's presence. Started at 6.30 and maybe around 9.30 or, or later. I don't have the exact timestamp. It was like three hours into teaching. I kept saying, Lord, what are you going to do? Lord, what are you going to do? And all of a sudden, the Spirit of the Lord came on me. And I began to pray. And it was the teaching up to this point. And I began to pray. And, and, and something, a wind was blowing. And it was, it was, it was like I heard the sound of God, the wind of heaven blowing. And as that began to happen, I began to have an open vision of heaven. 
And an open vision means I could see through the veil into heaven. This is not something I'm physically seeing, but something in my spiritual eyes. Lord is revealing something to me. So as I looked, I began to see in the sky, I began to see these jewels. Now they were shaped differently than this picture. I couldn't find the right picture in time, but I began to see these jewels and they were falling from the heavens, falling from the clouds, and they were coming down and raining down on the earth. As they began to rain down, I would look at each gem and I could see different colored gems that were raining down. The colors that I saw were red, green, and clear. And then there was something else that I saw in the backdrop. There was a fourth gem, and this one was much smaller, like fine powder or dust. And so it created like a haze or a cloud. And these three gems were raining down. I don't know if there was more, but that's the only three that I could catch in this vision. This is very important. Share this out. This is life-changing for the body of Christ because what I'm going to reveal to you, I've been searching scripture since I've seen this out of heaven. And what I found in scripture is going to melt your heart and take you to an, a level of, of love and power with God that maybe you have been hoping God will take you to. Maybe you've been asking God for revival. This might be the word that takes you there. So these gems began to rain down from heaven. And I looked at them and I thought, Lord, what are, what are these gems? And what's interesting about these gems is they were so shiny. They were almost, I want to say they were so shiny and smooth. It looked like they were wet and perhaps they were because of what happened next. As they rained down in the sky, they began to hit the ground. They began to hit the earth. When they hit the earth, they were hitting people. I saw a multitude of people and, and I would see up close, the Lord took me up close and I would look at arms and shoulders and these gems would hit the arms and the shoulders. And when they struck the arm and the shoulder, they didn't struck and bounce off. They would melt. They instantly melted away. Now here's what's interesting. They didn't melt like a raindrop. They didn't splash and melt like a raindrop. They actually melted into the person's skin. They were uh, 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 infused into the flesh of the people that they landed on. And I thought, well, Lord, this is a very strange thing. I'm not one of those people that just see all this crazy things like, like those. A lot of the stuff I see uh, is very practical, supernatural. So I'm seeing this vision of gems raining down from heaven and going and absorbing into people's skin. So stay with me here. If you're like, that's, that's weird. That's what I thought too. Lord, that's, that's kind of weird. What is this? But I've learned enough in my walk with God just to hang on a second, just to wait, see it through, judge the word when it's done. That's one of the things I teach about hearing God's voice. Wait until it's done and then judge whether it was from heaven. Okay. So as I'm telling you the rest of this, just wait a second. Don't judge me yet. You're allowed to judge, judge every spirit, but just wait till the end, wait till the end of the word and then decide okay, this guy's a kook or, or this is the real deal. Hopefully most of you have been following me prophetically and know that, that I, I don't miss very much. When the Lord shows me something, it comes to pass. Uh, and that's not on uh, a brag on me. That's a brag on the Lord that when he shows me something, you can trust that it's him and that he's going to do it. So these raindrops, these rained gems are falling like liquid and absorbing into the skin. So then I pulled my head up to heaven. And when I looked, I behold in heaven 
angels standing, maybe I didn't count, maybe 20 to 50, a big line of angels standing shoulder to shoulder, like a fence or a wall, you know, just standing in a straight line. And they were standing there with bowls. Now, what's interesting is normally I see gold bowls. These ones were look silver to me. I'm not 100% sure. I didn't focus on that, but they look silver. So I haven't researched that. Anybody that's got insight on silver bowls, I'd love to know. But they were pouring out these bowls and that's where the gems were coming from. They were being poured out from these bowls that the heavens were pouring. If you follow me for some time, you know about the the bowls of fire that are spoken about in Revelation chapter five and chapter eight about angels pouring out bowls of fire. And you know about the word the Lord released to me in March about coming revivals in particular on the beaches of California that have now come to pass. So those, those bowls of fire I talked about in March have come to pass. So now I'm seeing new bowls. Instead of bowls of fire, I'm seeing bowls of gem. Bowls of gems. Wow. So these bowls of gems are being poured out all over the earth. And, and as I look, I saw these 20 to 50. But then as I pulled back from the image, I realized there was a great multitude. There were so many angels that they covered the earth. And that's when I knew this was not something that was happening in my church. This was something that was happening on the earth. The Lord showed me my church first. And then he began to show me the body of Christ, the whole earth. And it wrapped around. The only way I could describe this is they were like shoulder to shoulder. If some of you guys are old enough to remember um, hands across America when all of us like grabbed hands many years ago, I think it was the late eighties or something, or maybe early nineties, but we all held probably late eighties. Everyone held hands and they formed a line across America and everyone was connected. Um, and it it was like that. It was like angels lined up everywhere, shoulder to shoulder, standing, pouring out these gems on heaven. Okay. Well, great. That's fantastic. Pastor Ren, you, you had a prophetic image of gems being poured out on heaven. So we're all going to get rich now. Like what's the deal? Like, so, okay. So just one of those prosperity messages. Okay. No, no, stay with me here. I'm telling you, don't judge this word yet. No. I, I, and, and I'm on, I search the scriptures for anything. If you follow me for a season, you know that I'm a Bible nerd. I love uh, the Bible and it has to be backed up with the Bible. I don't just go with anything I see in my head and my imagination and say it's the Lord. I have to back it up with scriptures. So I see these gems and I, I began to ask the Lord, Lord, what do these gems represent? What do they mean? And the Lord, and I actually, I said, this is all recorded. I can release the recording from Sunday night soon. And I'm going to go into a little bit of the description of what the Lord has given me since Sunday night, but I'll put up the original video so you can see as it happened. Uh, there was just an anointing in the room. It was powerful. The presence of God was thick in the atmosphere. People began to weep and, and, and worship as I release this word, they just were worshiping in the room. Um, so I, I said, I said to the to the congregation, I said, I don't know. Uh, it, I knew that there was red gems, green gems, and clear gems. And to me, they look like um, me being a gem novice. They look like rubies, emeralds, and diamonds, perhaps, or something along those lines. Okay. Um, and I, I, uh, I said, I don't know what they mean. And then as soon as I said that, the Lord gave me supernatural interpretation of what those gems meant. So let me tell you what each one of those meant and why they're significant for the body of Christ. As I looked at the red gem, and these were all elongated gems, okay? Uh, 
I don't, I don't have a basis to explain them, but if you've ever seen someone wearing like a gem necklace, you know, they're always kind of long and they have a little point at the, at the bottom. Well, these were a point at the bottom, point at the top, and they were kind of long. Okay. And they were falling from heaven and they were melting into people's skin. As they did that, the Lord showed me the red ones and I, and the Lord said, uh, and obviously red represents his blood, right? But that was not what he was saying here. He said that represents my love. It represents my love. I'm pouring a greater measure of my love into my people. And this is the first color that he revealed to me because he wanted to make sure that love was the foundation of what followed next. Love is what brings power. Power doesn't bring love. If we don't have a foundation of love, then the Holy Spirit's power on us will always corrupt us. Remember what the word said, Lord, Lord, didn't we do these things in your name? Didn't, didn't we cast out demons, heal the sick and, you know, uh, raise the dead? All these things, these signs and wonders, I'm paraphrasing, the signs and wonders happen. And the Lord said, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. So unless we are operating in love, in relationship with God, in a deep level of God's love, then the power portion is empty and vain. And so God was saying in this season, I'm going to pour out my love in a great measure. That way you can walk in power in an even greater measure. So the love of God increased the power as it hit people. There was an increase of the love, increase of the heart for God and a heart for people where we weren't praying for people because we're awesome and we have an anointing. We were praying for people because we had a heart for those people and we had heart for our father in heaven. And so God was pouring out love on his children that was just beginning to saturate into him at a greater level. And so then I behold the green gems. And to me, they look like emeralds. Remember, I'm not a professional gemologist, so don't hold me to which ones, but I believe that the Lord was speaking to me uh, uh, clearly about these. They look like emeralds to me. And as they began to hit people, I asked the Lord, what do these represent? And emeralds and green represents new life plants. Um, but as they were hitting, the Lord began to speak to me about new life being poured into people, new gifts being birthed in people. This was a season a springtime season where God was not only bringing fruitfulness to people's lives, but he was birthing new gifts and new power and authority into the body of Christ. And what he was saying is I'm pouring out my giftings. I'm pouring out my blessing on my body. And this was not about money. This was not about monetary. And hey, please share this out if you're joining this and this is, this is touching your life. Share it to somebody. But this was, it wasn't green for money. It was green for, for gifting. It was green for new life. He was restoring and redeeming. He was increasing giftings. He was birthing new giftings. I saw this explosion of like, like supernatural giftings through plants, new vines coming out, new fruit being birthed. In this season, the church will be more fruitful than it's ever been. Ever been. The harvest is coming and the church is the one that's going to be fruitful in it. There is a harvest of souls, but there is fruitfulness in the church. See, we start thinking about the harvest as the lost, but the truth is, is there is a dual harvest. One is the lost being ready to be harvested. The other one is the fruitfulness of the body of Christ. Finally, the body of Christ will begin to be fruitful in a magnified way. Double harvest. Jesus. Holy Spirit's all over that. Amen. 
So then I saw the third gem and I saw it was crystal clear like a diamond. And the Lord spoke to me again and told me, this is my redemption for the earth. This is my righteousness and my purity being poured out in the body. Because in order to steward the power of God and the birthing of these gifts, in order to steward the increase, they're going to need my righteousness. They're going to need purity. They're going to need the righteousness of God. Because there's power in his righteousness. There's power in the purity. So he's purifying his bride. And I heard the Lord say, I'm purifying my church and my bride so that they can walk in the fullness of what they've called them to. I've told them in John 17, greater works will they do than I. I'm purifying my bride. I'm giving them new life and new giftings and I'm pouring my love so that they can see the, the full manifestation of John 17. As they become one with me, greater works as they become one with me, that's what Jesus said. When you are one, then the world will know you were sent. And the Lord was speaking about miracle signs and wonders, powerful signs on the earth that God was pouring out. John chapter 17. So this was the word I released on Sunday night, but the Lord has given me some deeper revelation into what it means. And I want to share that with you. If I can, for a moment, I believe you're going to be very, very blessed. The Lord started speaking to me to research some of these gems and what they could possibly mean. Now, I, I want to give you some biblical foundation because I've released a word that sounds all like willy nilly and fluffy buffy or whatever. And I want to make sure that we're backing this up with the word of God. And there's plenty of places in the word of God where gemstones are valuable to God. Okay. First of all, the, the priests all wear 12 gemstones on their chest. Different gemstones were worn that were ordered and instructed by God to be worn. But there's interesting thing is, is but gems in heaven, we're talking about angels pouring out gems in heaven. God, guys, this is going to blow your mind. Get ready. Please listen. Turn on your ears. This is crazy how, how detailed this gets. And remember, this is an open vision. I had to research it afterwards. But in Revelations chapter 21, 19, it says this. Revelations 21, 19. The wall of the city was built on foundation stones inlaid with 12 precious stones. We're talking about New Jerusalem. We're talking about, uh, this is a heavenly thing. New Jerusalem. The walls of the city was built on a foundation's stones inlaid with 12 precious stones from uh, the first, now 12 being the tribes of Israel. Also, the 12 is a governmental number. It is a governmental authority number. The first was Jasper. The second was Sapphire. The third was, uh, was a gate. Now, I probably mess up some of these stone pronunciations. Uh, the fourth was Emerald. The fifth, uh, the fifth was Onyx. The sixth was Carnelian. The seventh was Crystallite. The eighth was Beryl. The ninth was Topaz. The tenth was Chrysopras, and the 11th was Jacinth. The 12th was Amethyst. Apologize if I got some of those names wrong. Because like I said, this is, this is all just coming as the Lord is revealing it. And so I read that and realized there's these 12 stones that are, that are being, that are in heaven, that are building the wall. They are part of the, the, the foundational stones inlaid in the wall of this new Jerusalem that comes out of heaven. And so I'm amazed by that. But as I look at them, I see the stones of heaven and I'm a little sad and dismissive of the fact that I don't see rubies, emeralds, or diamonds. Now, there's definitely some ones in there that could have, that are red and, and green. And perhaps I just misunderstood or, you know, 
use my own interpretation for what those stones look like. But as I'm looking at these stones, they, they don't necessarily just strike me um, as the ones I saw. And I found it interesting. So I began to do a little research on the stones. And I said, well, what about, what about these like um, ruby-like and emerald and, and diamonds that I'm seeing here? And remember, we still have a fourth. We have the dust that was happening. Um, and so I started researching the difference between those and what's going on. I found some very interesting scientific facts about gemstones, and this is going to blow you away. These 12 stones that are listed in there. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to get a little sciencey. I'm going to get a little nerdy for just a second. Let me wet my whistle so I can whistle. I'm going to get a little nerdy for a, ha a half a second. Don't worry if you if you don't follow it. It's okay. There are two types of gem classifications that are out there. They're either anis, anisotropic. I'm going to say it slow so you guys can catch the word. Anisotropic or isotropic. Okay. And so basically I'm going to, I'm going to say this shiny number one, shiny number two, anisotropic or isotropic. Anisotropic is ones that, that when light is infracted into them, they can use different kinds of cross polarized light. Okay. And when it's infracted into them, they burst with brilliant color reflected off them. Isotropic, they don't, they, they it's like a half a level of burst. They don't shine as bright. They don't reflect uh, the, the light that comes through them, pure light passes through them. Uh, the anisotropic, they blast the light out in a much bigger wave, two to one. Okay. Uh, when pure light is blasted at them, um, and, and the, the other ones don't reflect the full rainbow. Okay. And what's interesting about it is this is what's interesting. There are about 12 gems really that are anisotropic ones that, that display, excuse me, I said 12, 16. 16 gems that really double the display of light. And it just so happens, would you believe this? All 12 of those gems that are listed in Revelation are the ones that doubly blast light out of them. They doubly reflect the rainbow, the full color and majesty. The other gems do not. In fact, the other gems listed in the Bible, the ones that were in the breastplate, do not. These 12 out of 16 or so gems that are like this, these are the 12 that are listed in Revelation as foundational stones, the ones that doubly show the light. Now, what's interesting is I said, okay, Lord, that's 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 fascinating that God would pick these stones to be foundational stones because I was I was very disappointed when I read these 12 stones and realized none of them were in heaven. They weren't a part of this wall of the New Jerusalem. And I thought to myself, well, I missed it. I, mi I missed the word. I missed what I thought those stones were because they're clearly not present in heaven in this regard that I can see in this scripture, you know, and I'm looking for other ones. And then it hit me. And then the Lord spoke to me and said this. He said, those are foundational stones. We put those in buildings. Th those are meant to be built with. They're meant to adorn things. The stones I that the angels were pouring out were meant to be poured out. I don't pour out stones that are meant for foundations. I don't pour out stones that are meant for buildings. These were different stones for different reasons. And I went, oh, well, hold on. You're right. These were laid into the, the, the building. What, what the angels had was something being poured out. So they're different. So I looked up the three stones, the rubies, the emeralds, and the diamonds. And wouldn't you know, all three of those are the opposite kind of stone. They are all isotropic. 
They do not reflect light the same way. They don't reflect light. They absorb light. How interesting that they are absorbing into people's skins in my vision. And they're actually ones that absorb that only reflect some light. They actually absorb light. And so I begin to see what the Lord was doing. The Lord was saying something to me. Some of these stones were for absorption. Other ones were meant for reflection. The beauty of New Jerusalem is for the reflection of the people. But these particular ones that I was seeing being poured out from heaven, these unique, and, and I'm calling them rubies, emeralds, and diamonds because that's the best relation on earth there is to them. But these are heavenly stones. These were melting into people's skin. They were different. This was powerful. Okay. And I want to show you that that's true. Okay, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you into the Old Testament real quick. Just very quickly, I'm going to take you in uh, to, we're in Ezekiel chapter 28. And I'm going to find the verse right here, uh, verse 13. So Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 13 says this, Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. Now, let me put this in context. There is some debate on who uh, was being talked to here. This is a um, this is a statement that he's making to uh, the king of Tyre, I believe. If uh, yes, so, uh, so uh, excuse me, the prince of uh, uh, Tyrus. Excuse me, the prince of Tyrus. This is something he's saying to the prince of Tyrus. A lot of people think that he's making a reference to Satan here. You can take it how you want. I'm not getting into that biblical debate tonight. That's not what this is for. Thou hast been in the garden of Eden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, thy sardis, topaz, and the diamond, the barrel, the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carnacle, and gold. So here we have, and, and car. Carbuckle, I, I believe, don't hold me to it, but I believe that might be another name for the um, for a ruby. Uh, but I haven't had a lot of time to research this. I want to release this word as quick as possible. But at the emerald and the diamond are clearly listed here amongst all those other types of stones. So those stones in particular, where do we find them? We don't find them in foundations of buildings in heaven. We find them on created beings. Now you could say that's Satan in there. You could say that's mankind in there, but either way, those are created living beings that those stones is a covering. They are not a covering for the new Jerusalem, for the buildings of heaven. They are a covering for the creation of life of heaven. So now we have life. So this emerald and this diamond are, are only for mankind. They are not for the walls. They are for the man or they are for the created beings, the angelic hosts, the cherubims. And the reason why they debate that is he's, he's speaking to the prince uh, of, of Tyrus, but he mentions, oh, you mighty cherubim in the next phrase. So people uh, uh, can take that both ways. So I'm not going to make an argument that way. Whatever you believe it still makes the point about this particular stone. So I believe in this time there are gems. There is treasure being poured out from heaven to increase the capacity for you to love, for you to love God, for God to, to pour out and reveal his love to you, for you to love man. And in that is an increase of power. And there is new spiritual gifts being born inside of you right now in this season that is meant... Um, Oh, thank you, Sammy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I, I kind of remember reading that, but I didn't have a chance to really just put that all together. Carbuncle is any red gemstone. Wow, thank you. That's what I needed to see. So now we have all three of those gemstones represented that show that these existed 
for, for created beings on living beings. We'll just call it mankind for right now. If you disagree with me, that's cool. That poured out on man. And then these other ones that were laid up in heaven and the gems that I saw going from heaven were, were definitely uh, different than these are that poured out from heaven were these three others. Now, here's what's amazing. As soon as I revealed that, I mean, literally, if you watch the video, I'm looking around seeing if physical gems are going to start manifesting from heaven because I felt the power of God on me so heavy that I thought physical gems are going to begin to manifest out of heaven right now. And I'm looking around for them. And right then on the on the uh, video broadcast, remember we have people live in the church and then we also have our e-church, our partners who are videoing in on Sunday night. So if you're a member of our e-church, you're, you're part of my partners, you're, you're videoing in. So I have a screen that has all of them on video along with the live congregation. And uh, Colin, uh, Colin pipes up on the video to video. And he goes, you're kidding me that you saw these gems raining out of heaven. He goes, Pastor Ren, this morning during Sunday morning, uh, he was at church and he said he saw the exact same vision from heaven. I've known Colin for a long time. Colin is a radical evangelist. He's probably one of the most boldest men of God. I posted recently showing Colin. We went to lunch and he was preaching to an entire buffet, a Chinese buffet. He began to preach the gospel inside this restaurant. 12 people gave their heart to Jesus while I was having lunch with him. He stood up. There's a boldness in him that I have not seen very often in the body of Christ. This man is a man of God. And he says to me, he goes, Pastor Ren, I have the same vision. As long as I've known him now, he has never once tried to attach himself to one of my visions and say, oh yeah, I saw that too. He's never done that. And he began to weep over the fact that he saw gems raining down from heaven the same. And in fact, that morning he was doing the same thing. He was looking around and he had told others and he was looking around like, I think gems are going to start falling out of the sky. So we both had such an overcoming presence of God over us that we really believed there's about to be physical gems manifesting, but God wasn't doing a financial thing. He was doing a heavenly thing. And I'm not saying that there's not going to be, I, I don't know. I'm not limiting God. I'm just saying it didn't happen right then. And what I want to say is this, is that there's something being poured out. If you have felt like you don't carry value in the kingdom of God, if you don't feel like the giftings God has given you and what he's put into you, what he's imparted into you has any value, you feel valueless. I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, God wants to pour out his treasure and his value upon you straight out of heaven. The word of God says by the uh, by, by uh, two or more, right? Confirming. Let two or three judge the word. Let there be a confirming word. You have and come Colin to the right podcast. The I'm telling you, this word Colin is going said, to shift I, you, you know, he told me, into revival tonight. It's time for some outpouring. I'm so glad you're joining me here on this podcast so you can become dangerous. from the sky and they were just raining down. And he goes, I didn't see all the interpretation of it. And so the Lord had confirmed his word of what he was doing. And remember what I said in the beginning, I could say that there's, there's something special happening at my church because I saw these angels pouring out over my church. But then as the vision stepped back, I saw angels all around the earth. And I knew this is not just a word for my church. This is a word for the church. Whew. So I want you to receive this. So that was the original word that I released in March and 10 days after I released this word, 
I got a crazy confirmation that is just going to wreck you. Uh, get ready for God just to pour out. So someone sent me an article saying, man, this sounds an awful lot like the word you released 10 days previous from this moment. So I released this word 10 days before I received this one. Tim Sheets released a prophetic word and it was read by Dutch Sheets on his Give Him 15. And so I want to read you just one paragraph of what Dutch read on April 21st, 10 days after I released this prophetic word. And this is what it says. For the synergized generations in sync with angel armies will be soaked in the fresh rains of heaven and will leap forward into great revival. It will accelerate in power, passion, and purity. I will validate it with signs, wonders, and miracles. Notable miracles will leap into your families. Transformation will leap into prodigals. Notable miracles are leaping into your regions. The revival in the womb of my kingdom will leap into being. It's leaping from those who have been in travail. Leap into your future. Forerunners run. Run through the doors of opening and into the new era I have planned. Run to align your region with my word. Generations run into the outpourings of heaven. That's Tim Sheets on April 21st, 2021. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Power, passion, and purity. I mean, I love the peas that he put in there, but the love of the red gemstone, the passion of God, the purity, the diamond, and the power, the, the emerald, this new power being poured out, noted by signs, wonders, and miracles. He even says it's in sync with the angel armies that are pouring fresh rain out of heaven. This is what God is doing in this season, and it is confirmed right here. It's beautiful what God is doing. I hope that you will take this and realize that we are not waiting on revival anymore. We are not talking about this revival that is coming. It's here. Angels of revival are pouring out on you right now. The question is, will you receive it and what will you do with it? On this broadcast, the DNA of a dangerous church, we're going to equip you in what to do with what's available to you. When you listen to these episodes, you're going to be empowered to walk out what God is pouring out. So stick with me. Stick with all the guests we bring on here. I wanted to come on on this very first one and share this vision that the Lord gave me so you know that in this season of what God is pouring out, you're going to become equipped to use it. It, it, it does a man no good to have a sword if he doesn't know how to swing a sword. We're going to teach you how to war in the spirit and see ground taken in this season for the kingdom of God. Thank you for being here. And if you want some more confirmation of this word, I actually wrote a blog that goes into even more detail. You can go to my website, www.ffc.church. That's Freedom Fellowship Church, ffc.church and click on media and then pastor's blog and you can read the blog that has more scriptures and more detail about that vision. 
Thank you for listening to DNA of a Dangerous Church. Be sure to subscribe to the show on CharismaPodcastNetwork.com or iTunes, Spotify, Google, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Follow Pastor Ren Shuffman on social media and join our mailing list for exclusive bonus training content at www.ffc.church slash dangerous. <laughs>